What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Save Show with your host, Justin. This is a weekly updated audio and visual journal where you get to see in real time as I struggle to become a better man, better husband, better father, and most importantly, you get to see as I walk closer to God. Before we get started with a really fun guest episode with Mikey from the Sing Your War Song page on Instagram, we had a great time discussing his testimony, a couple of his personal feats. Uh, He's written a book, which you'll find in the description. I'll make sure that that's tagged, Mikey. Um, Just getting to know Mikey was a a real pleasure. Uh, It's nice to be in such great company. So God be praised for that. God is on the move. Um, He's on the move every day. Thank you for all the love and support lately. Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, uh, the store page, uh, the save.store. Go out and get your Crisis King snapback. Uh, a couple of samples headed my way right now, one being a travel mug. Um, got a couple of designs for a travel mug people voted for on Instagram, so thank you for that. We'll have those soon. I uh, just wanted to check out a sample before it's, it's out there. Um, it saved me a couple times to get a sample first. The other being a unisex uh, tank top. Not quite sure if that's going to be something that I put out on the um, on the store, but I'll at least try out a sample and see what that looks like. Um, so a couple of fun things headed your way just in time for summer. Uh, a little rest and relaxation, relaxation, and uh, some gear that says God wins while you're out and about. So you can share the gospel. It's kind of the point behind the items on the store page. Um, get compliments on the hat and the shirts all the time. Hopefully, if you're out there wearing one, you do as well. Let's jump into it with Mikey. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, again, thanks for all the support. Well, welcome back to The Save Show with uh, your host, Justin, a weekly updated podcast where we talk about all things becoming a better man, husband, father, and certainly pursuing Christ to a greater degree. Uh, to that end, I do have here with me Mikey from Sing Your War Song. Uh, so, Mikey, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure and an honor, man. Thanks for having me. Everything that I've seen from from your show, I'm getting caught up. Forgive me for joining the party late, but everything that you're putting out there is high quality. And uh, just like I said right there, we're we're trying to get men to be better men and pursue Christ, and and that's what you're delivering to people. Yeah, I appreciate every listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel sometimes. You check. Uh, <laughs> You check your your metrics and you're like, oh, I got I got another one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been fun uh, for me to to create content and have I have all this creative energy in my head. You know, I have somewhere to put it. Um, and from the outsider's perspective, with your show, you're putting in I would I would assume countless hours to to write everything down, to write out your script, and then when you deliver it, it's well articulated. Everything seems to be well thought out, and you're not doing. Um, what I do here, just like quick 15 minute episodes by yourself, you've got, you've got hours and hours of, of just you speaking. So, um, I find it edifying and I wanted to commend you on that, sir. Yeah, thanks. That's, you know, the goal. I, I write out manuscripts. There's some ad lib in there when I feel led, but, um, I'm talking about some deep things and especially as, uh, as a more common guy, you know, I'm not some great theologian, but as pursuers of Christ, we're all little theologians uh, i want to make sure that things are articulated well so try to put more time into the preparation yes sir yeah that yeah. it definitely shows and and like you said there i think that's in your opener i'm just a common man uh not your not your normal theologian yeah 
Well, I was hoping today to get um, just a little bit more about you. Um, definitely want to get people to listen to your show and get, absorb all that content. But I wanted to let people know more about you, Mikey, and, and where you've been, uh, what your testimony is, why you started the show, and kind of what, what we can anticipate moving forward. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Um, so I'm Mikey. I was uh, a Navy brat, and I wasn't uh, raised in a Christian home. I mean, I got great parents. Uh, they're still around. I was raised in, you know, what you can call a good home, um, but not a Christian home by any means. Other than, you know, my mom trying to drag us to church a couple of times to check it out. But uh, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, Christ wasn't, you know, the focus point of the home by any means. But a Navy brat, I was born in Texas and then settled in Southern California. And uh, normal, you know, suburban upbringing. Um, you know, I wasn't the greatest kid at times, you know, got brought home by the sheriffs a couple times and, uh, <laughs> and, and then liked to party. Um, but as I, as I grew, I grew, uh, I grew up being a patriot and, um, loving my country and the founding ideals of, of, uh, my country. So if I could, um, define my worldview back then, I was more of a deist. I was really into like enlightenment rationalism because a lot of that stuff is really in, in America's founding. You know, I love John Locke and Thomas Paine and some of these guys. Sure. Um, and God wasn't really in the picture, but, you know, I always thought like, hey, there has to be something out there. It doesn't make sense that there wouldn't be some sort of creative force, but I'm not too worried about it. That's deism. You know, he's up there. He formed us into being and we kind of figure it out and uh, kind of define my own sense of righteousness. Like I can be righteous as a man. So I, I was 15 when 9-11 happened, and it hit me hard being someone that loved my country. I knew I was going to be in the military. I knew I wasn't going to go to the Navy route like my parents. Uh, I wanted to be a ground pounder. So I tried college for a little bit first because my parents convinced me to, you know, at least go in as a, as a commissioned officer. And I think then, that's the, uh, sorry, I think that's the story no, yeah. of most enlisted parents. <laughs> yeah. Right out. Please, please be an officer, right? <laughs> but uh, after watching you know, the war, uh, you know, on TV for like a year, year and a half of college. I just, uh, I was burnt out by school and wanted to enlist. So at 20, I enlisted. I ended up becoming a, uh, a mortarman in the army, went to airborne school, uh, did my first deployment to Iraq with the 82nd airborne. Um, and then my second deployment was with third ID in Iraq. So I did, I did about 18 months total over there, but you know, I, I remember good friends of mine, one of my best friends to this day, like they're Christian dudes. I remember basic training one, you know, Hey, you want to go to church with me? I'd literally laugh in his face. Like, why would I want to go to church? And uh, I remember trying church once when I was like in the beginning of basic training, just to get away. So yep. I wasn't getting screamed at. Yep. And it, it makes me sick to my stomach to think of this day as a, uh, as a member of the elect. I remember listening to the sermon and all he would talk about was Christ. And I remember thinking to myself, all these guys talk about is this guy named Christ, but what about me? It's just so <laughs> ridiculous to think now, like what a selfish, prideful thing to say. Right. But yeah. uh, that, that was who I was back then. So I got, well, I think my first... uh, in your defense, I think everybody at boot camp wants just a few hours away. So yeah, going, going there, <laughs> going to church just to get away and thinking just about yourself. I think it's definitely on everybody's mind at that point. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But uh, it was after my first deployment. I was engaged to a girl that was a shipwreck and went down the drain. And um, I won't get into specifics, but long story short, I failed my own standard of morality, um, went down a dark, dark path, 
and kind of hit rock bottom a few months after my deployment. And, uh, and it started kind of hitting me like there's something more to life. Um, and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to start pursuing it. So one of my good friends, he's from central Pennsylvania and he's like, Hey man, why don't you uh, come, come up with me and visit my family. I went up there and I mean, born like dairy farmers out here, just country people. And I, I grew up in the suburbs of California, you know, you just fell in love with the people. It was like, I saw, I was surrounded by darkness. You know, I was living in a barracks with a bunch of just, if everyone knows barracks life in the military, especially infantrymen, it's, it's not, it's a godless place for the most part. Right. And, uh, went through that. And then it was just like, wow, these, this is what it's like being around good people. And, um, he hooked me up with his cousin, which, uh, you know, spoiler alert is now my, my wife of 11 years. Hey, but, all right. uh, yeah, Congrats. I met her 11 years is awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and, um, she just radiated this goodness, you know, almost like this light. And I remember asking her like, what, what makes you tick? Why are you the way you are? And she's just like, I'm a Christian. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm like, I'm gonna check this thing out. And I had an old Bible that, uh, when I left for the military, my, my buddy from back home, his mom gave it to me and I didn't have the heart to throw it away. So I just kept it sure. and, I, and I cracked it open and I knew, I knew enough about Christianity that was about this guy named Jesus Christ. And then I knew enough that there were four books called the gospels that were the historical count of his life. So I'm like, I'm going to start there. And I remember I was sitting in a barracks room. I said a prayer, like, Hey God, if this is you just reveal yourself. And, uh, I started reading Matthew started reading the sermon on the mount and something hit me you know and i'm very cautious about experiences in the christian faith i think that's a, a large issue with the christian faith right now contemporary christianity but i had an experience um you know at least uh what i believe i experienced god in that in that room um but i remember finishing the sermon on the mountain at the very end in matthew chapter 7 it says uh and the people were astonished because Jesus taught and spoke as one that had authority. And um, it was in that moment, um, I, I thought and said to myself, this man is who he says he is, Jesus. He is who he says he is. And from then on, it was like, I, I followed this man. And I didn't know everything. You know, I, I, if, if I had to put a point when I believe my, my heart was regenerated by the Holy spirit, it was there because by his sovereign grace, you know, no act or will of my own. Yeah. He saved me there where I was dead. I was alive, made me see. And then I was on the path. So I was 21, you know, um, brand new believer steeped in sin. And then, you know, just walking the path of, uh, sanctification, you know, since then, you know, I got out of the army, um, it was in the army where I was reading scripture. Cause that I didn't go to a church, wasn't part of a church community. You know, there were some Christian guys, but you know, we were still kind of lukewarm Christianity at best, but I was just in the word. Cause I'm like, who is, who is this guy? And, and what, how does he want me to live? And that's where I really tackled a lot of my issues, you know, tackling, you know, so, you know, moral dilemmas, like where he, he preaches a love for enemies yet i literally my occupation is solely bent on killing people and being very good at it right <laughs> and right. going through hey this man is who he says he is what does he have to say about it and going into scripture um and then it was at the point towards the end of my career in the military i did five years i knew it wasn't going to be a career i said i didn't know what i wanted to do and i uh i read romans 13 
where it talks about the uh, the civil magistrate. And then I just felt led right then and there. Just there was a there was an instant conviction reading that one day, like, hey, I'm to be in law enforcement. So to kind of wrap up the testimonial part, I've been in law enforcement for 10 years now. Um, Crystal and I got married once I got out of the military. I got two beautiful kids walking the path. So awesome. This is the way. That's this it. is the way. <laughs> I uh well, I appreciate you going through all that. And I know it it's odd to hear from someone who also did five years of service, but thank you for, for all you did. Um, five years. Thank you for your service. I think is the, the correct, phrase. <laughs> yeah. but uh, well, you as well, my friend, but I yeah, appreciate it's, it. It was a good time. I wish, I wish I could say that I grew up in those five years. It doesn't sound like you did either, um, but, <laughs> yeah. but we're doing all right. We made yeah. it. Um, yeah. I mean, there was some growing up, but it wasn't, uh, there's some ups and downs for sure, but it was, um, you know, through those experiences where, where the Lord saved me, you know, that's where I was. So I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I made, I made some lifelong friends. I just saw some of them a week ago at a wedding. Um, it's great to be surrounded by Marines every once in a while. Um, the emotional high is, is like this. And then the crash coming home is, uh, it kind of hits hard. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming you have some experience with that, you know, seeing buddies and then, and then, you know, moments like that are just gone. So, oh yeah. But I was in Iraq in 2015. Likely a very, very different experience, just based on the timing, um, compared to to what you what you saw. Um, but I remember too the the 9/11 experience. I think I was in kindergarten or first grade, so uh, might age you a little bit there. But um, <laughs> but I had you know, a stellar, stellar set of parents, um, similar to, to, to your experience. And, uh, they were raising me to be a Patriot as well. So even that young, I remembered that. And when it came time to think about what's next after high school, uh, just extended my growing up years into five years in the Marine Corps. And, and, uh, that's the way it went. So, yeah, I don't know if you experienced this being out there in the desert, but in Iraq, it almost, I was reading my Bible too. I was reading the New Testament. I wanted to focus on the uh, 40 days when Jesus spends 40 days in the desert because that's what I thought the experience would be like being out there in Iraq. Um, I don't know if you had similar thoughts while you were out there or, or if that's just a different phase of life for you. Yeah, I mean, my my first deployment, I, I was a godless heathen, so I, I really wasn't. Uh, I was you know, reading a lot of um, American history back then, really diving into the Revolutionary War and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I I I was there 07, 08. Um, okay. My unit was there for a 15 month deployment at the start of the Iraq surge, if you remember that. And then I got there as a replacement seven months into the deployment. Okay. So I'm PFC Winkleman mid, coming into this middle of a deployment um, as a replacement. So you know, being a private in the military, specifically in combat arms is horrible enough, but then halfway through deployment, I was just trying to survive and do the right thing. And it was very, uh, very focused on just the specifics. Uh, my second deployment, 2010, 2011 was when Iraq was winding down, officially became Operation New Dawn while I was there. I was uh, an E4 promotable, became an E5 while I was there, sergeant. And uh, I was ready to get out. I was ready to marry my wife. I was ready to move on. Um, and I, I got moved to a different unit. I was very not happy. Um, but what I focused on then was, uh, 
you know, God kind of convicted me, like, you won't let your personal feelings of unhappiness ruin the way you lead men, because I was in charge of men. And um, so I was more focused on, you know, reading the word and just um, Christ servant leadership and exemplifying that by being the leader, despite my own subjective feelings of how I felt about the army, how ready I was to get out. I wasn't going to let that affect how I led the men I was responsible for. So I was more focused on that. Awesome. being being you know deep in the word then as well yeah yeah to me that sounds like uh you're being very dutiful um mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm assuming you're the same way in your current occupation and being in law enforcement and especially with your family once you get home um no matter what's going on feelings thoughts baggage you know you're focused solely on whatever the task is at hand leading leading men or, or leading your family yeah exactly i mean that's the challenge you know life has its failures, but that's, we know that's what we need to do. And that's our duty. And then, uh, just walking in God's grace to, uh, to execute, you know, accordingly, you know, and repent and repenting when we, when we stumble. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's daily sometimes. So yeah, I'm there with you. The, uh, the artwork, I think we should comment. Um, did you get that done while you were, <laughs> yeah. while you're serving or is that since you've been in law enforcement? Uh, when I turned 18, like I said, okay. I, I grew up in the culture of Southern California. You know, there was an awesome tattoo artist in every corner. And um, I've always been a guy, you know, even, even before um, I was born again, I, I believe strongly in, in being a principled person, you know, and uh, being steadfast in your beliefs and not being afraid to share them. And I felt like that that tattoo culture, you know, that the tattoos I got were, were to do that to like, this is who I am. And then it's almost like, Hey, there's no going back. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, like, like a lot of stuff, you know, as I've grown in Christ, you know, um, Christ has, has conquered all those things in my life. So art piece as a total on my skin, it, it all points to Christ, but yeah, it started at 18 continued, you know, my latest one, you know, I, I got my, my back piece done. I think my last session was like a year ago. So awesome. And my wife was finally like, no more. <laughs> so <laughs> for now, <laughs> you're running out of skin and, and you're hurting the, the bank account. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because my wife doesn't have one and she's, uh, you know, God bless her. Um, you know, country girl grew up pretty much on a dairy farm in central Pennsylvania. And then, and then there's me. <laughs> so, but, uh, right. God makes us flirt. Yeah, you're the the black sheep at family gatherings, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, they love me though. So. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, yeah. What's not to like? I uh, I did notice your shirt too, the Warrior Poet Society. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of their stuff, but um, I'm just curious what what your affiliation is, or if you have any involvement with them. I'm not personal. I mean, it's you know John Lovell, which he's a huge guy in the gun industry, but he's big on culture. And uh, big on this idea of being a warrior poet, you know, being a warrior, but knowing um, what you fight for and why, and ultimately being led by compassion. He's a Christian guy. Okay. Um, so it, it's kind of his brand and what he's grown. I just, you know, got the shirt because I, I support him, you know. Awesome. But, uh, you know, he's doing, I think he's another guy just doing God's work in a different arena, more focused on like gun culture, specifically being a protector, uh, but all the same thing. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to look at more of their stuff. Um, 
I recently joined a, a team at our church. It's called a the safety team. So not very creative, but um, you know, it's veterans or law enforcement guys that volunteer to kind of be the the sheepdogs, as it were, during service. Yeah. So um yeah, I should check out some of his stuff and I need to find somewhere around here for some firearm training. Um, keep myself, you know, sharpened, if you want to call oh, it. Oh yeah. That. No, for sure. It's like any uh because I recently did a presentation at my church. And, um, you know, I tell people if they're going to get into firearms, uh, you know, as a Christian, it's your duty to be disciplined in every aspect of life. And specifically, you know, as men, we're called to be protectors. It's one of our core duties. And, you know, the modern implement <laughs> to execute protection in the most violent circumstances is a firearm. So if you're going to study and, and perform in the way of the gun, know why. Um, know when you shouldn't, when you shouldn't. And then, you know, Christ discipline should cover that aspect of your life, like every aspect. So it's not just buying a gun, throw it on your hip. And then you're like, oh, I'm a big, bad man now. Like you're actually more of a liability you yes. know, instead of an asset for your people. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's one thing to go to the range and shoot a target. But I feel like some guided, um, structured training is is what I uh, what I need, especially it's I've never had any pistol training uh, from the Marine Corps. It was all rifles. So yeah, uh, definitely need to study up. Well, you know, maybe we can, we can have some online meetings. Like hey, sure. lessons. Yeah. 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 Maybe this is <laughs> a, the start of, of a, a lifelong relationship here. We can there. create our own podcast that we host together or something like that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you definitely make me, uh, you definitely make me better. Like I said, everything that I, I hear from your show is well articulated and well thought through. Um, so you'd, you'd be sharpening, sharpening me like we read in Proverbs. Yeah, you as well, brother. I love your stuff. I love that there's this uh, online community of brothers. It seems like it's kind of growing, you know, uh, some dudes doing good work. So, yeah, it's crazy. I uh, wanted to start a podcast and Instagram seemed like an easy way to market. And now there's there's gentlemen like yourself and, and all those guys that you're referencing that, hey, can we work together on this? Hey, you know, I'm putting this out there. Can you can you help me out? Can you um, share it with those that are following you? So, um, yeah, man very fortunate i thought i would just be a guy in my basement with a mic you know kind of talking into the the ether uh, <laughs> but god had other plans here so i'm very blessed yeah we've uh we spent some time on your testimony and i wanted to ask you is it is it that you're going about your day and you have an idea and then you further expand on it through through reading through research you write everything down in a manuscript, like you said. Is it is it God guiding you as you're at church on Sundays? What what guides the show as you put it together? Yeah, so it really came about um, after 2020. Um, and to go back, you know, I've the last the last year and a half, I've really grown in my knowledge of God. Um, I I've always been a student of the Word. Uh, but for years, it was more just hey, reading, reading the reading the good book every morning, not really specifically tackling issues or concepts. Uh, and then, you know, the last year and a half, I really dove in. But before that, I, I've been off and on taking online classes at Liberty University, and uh, there's one I took, and I only say that because it pointed me to a book, and that book was called Prevailing Worldviews of Western Society, and it's by a guy. Um, who passed, but the author is uh, Dr. Glenn R. Martin. And um, 
this is the book that opened my eyes to a presuppositional thinking. So if you listen to the podcast, you hear me say that word way too often. Yeah. Um, and I, I did back then, I didn't know the difference between reformed covenant theology and dispensationalism. I didn't know anything about eschatology. I was just a guy following the word and, and to be honest, you know, I, I go to a, you know, I'm still walking, you know, walking this path because, you know, I'm an elder at a church where, you know, my pastor loved him to death. He preaches dispensational premillennialism. Um, my dearest brothers are dispensationalists around here. I think some of them were like me. It was, uh, I think Dale Partridge from Relearn had uh, HQ. He said that a lot of dispensationalists are like fish. that don't realize they're in water. And that was me. I didn't know. I just, that was how eschatology was preached to me as I, as I grew up in it. So I, and this is all stuff I figured out now, but this presuppositional thinking really woke, it, it really um, opened my eyes and it, it wasn't anything new, but it was, uh, it was like, it better articulated what I already knew from reading scripture. Like I know that truth is revealed by God, you know, and, but it really opened my eyes to that. And it made me realize um, the concept of biblical worldview and what worldview is. And, you know, in our society, it's like Christianity, even as a Christian, it's this, it's your, it's your private faith, you know, and, and you can even go into the private sector and maybe preach on the streets or tell your people about jesus but it's not this totalizing thing and i'm like and after reading this book and like i said it better articulated what i what i already know that no like christ is lord of all of life and his lordship is totalizing over everything and our worldview is the lens through which we see the world and we see the world as christ has made it and so 2020 happened and, you know, being in law enforcement, navigating those waters, yeah. seeing, seeing tyranny, you know, questioning like, okay, is this the day where I have to hang the badge up because I'm not going to do this um, and all these things. But what really I started hearing in the public square through articles through from other Christians, they would just cite, you know, whenever it came time, how are we going to address this, this political tyranny, um, address these lockdowns, address these mass mandates, address vaccines. It was like Romans 13, be subject to the authority. God tells you to be subject to the authority. So just be subject. And I'm like, is that what Christians really believe that we are just to bow the knee to any tyrant because Christ, they think that's what Christ wants us to do. Like that, that is not a totalizing, uh, view of life you know uh, and that's taking a, a piece of scripture out of context and i'm like i really want to get these ideas out there mm. you know um to make it really my show i mean it's geared towards anyone but it's really geared towards a lot of a lot of western christianity like understand what the what the true religion is from this from this mode of thinking so I, I really started to plan it out. And, and the first three episodes, I, I really wanted to hit, I wanted to hit specific subjects, but tackling it through this way of thinking, right? So the first one was obviously, I want to address tyranny, because that's what fired me up to start the podcast, right? Yep. The first podcast episode is tyranny is satanic, you know, and uh, pretty much the lesson is obedience to God is resistance to tyrants and, and, and talking that out. And then I wanted to tackle abortion and I wanted to tackle you know, what it means to be a man, because that's always been on my heart, you know, throughout my walk, I've tried to lead like small men's group Bible studies, I've, God's kind of shown me that like, it, it is, it is the men of the church that need to step up, because the reason 
a lot of the reason we are where we are is because men aren't leading. We have soft men in the church and all of us, if we're honest, can repent of this and it's time to wake up. Um, and then from there, I wanted to, I've kind of on the path now of articulating the biblical Christian worldview through these presuppositions. And so I, I do have a structure. I say all that to say there is a structure. Like I, I have certain episodes, I call them war song meditations, where, yeah, maybe through the study of a certain episode, something comes to mind, right? So, you know, if you look at, if there's one that's like, a, it says war song meditation, and then the yep. title, that's like, oh, this throughout my studies, whatever. Yeah, this popped into my mind. I want to talk about it. But the larger episodes, there, there is an overall structure that I'm following um, with, with the ultimate goal is to say like, hey, every Christian should understand this totalizing view of life because this is what God calls you to do, to be according to this, according to Christ's lordship. That's really what it is in every sphere of life. There is there's not one place where Christ does not say this is this is mine. You know, that's paraphrasing um, Abraham Kuyper. But it's uh, so it's really, really trying to speak to the common man, because that's all I am. I didn't go to seminary. I didn't, you know, uh, but Christ takes the common man and um, and refines him and teaches him. And so I'm just trying to use what God has taught me to display to my fellow common men. This is who we are. We need to wake up and we need to fight. I like it. I. uh I'm learning a lot just uh, just listening. I've told people before that when I have guests on, I, I like to think that the show's like Joe Rogan, um, not, <laughs> yeah. not in duration, but I get to learn just from people who are willing to have a conversation. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. But it sounds like when you started the show, you just went right for the, the heavy hitters. You went right for tyranny, abortion, and uh, you just went, yeah. you dove right in. Yeah, what it means to be a man. Yeah, right. Because yeah. that's what, here's some of the biggest issues in our society, right? We have, we really do have tyrannical government and it's all because the prevailing worldview of our society today is godless. Man is the ultimate. And therefore, um, what is what, you know, God says, you know, my, my strong right hand, what is the strong right hand of man? It's the state. So how do we tackle that? How do we deal with that as Christians? Should we just allow that to happen? Should we just, should Christians say any form of government's okay? This, this is where you have this, these disconnects, you know? And, uh, and then, yeah, like abortion, obviously, I mean, we're just slaughtering millions of babies and, um, it destroys the very framework and fabric of our Republic, uh, because these are lives. Mm -hmm. And if the civil magistrate does not protect the sanctity of life, what, what other rights matter? You have none, right? The right. entire Republic just crumbles. And then what does it mean to be a man, you know, with the, you know, radical gender fluidity and ideology with the ultimate goal to destroy the family? Because, you know, a strong family is the greatest resistance to tyranny and uh, and Satan. Um, and it's the man that leads the family. I wanted to use, you know, Christian worldview to say, no, this is who we are. You know, we need to say, as David did on his deathbed to his son, it's time for you to show yourself a man. So, I love that episode, yeah. by the way. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I uh I don't know if you are comfortable going through this, but you're still in law enforcement. And as mm -hmm. you were creating that episode on tyranny and all of your experiences the last few years, um, I guess the question would be why are you still in law enforcement or are how do you feel about uh your occupation? 
Uh, to be honest, it's had its up and downs ever since 2020. Um, you know, really what, what keeps me driven is the fact that, uh, God is sovereign and, um, by his providence, he's directing our path and he has me here now. So, um, you know, I've, it was 2020 that caused me to think what else could I do with my life? And I'm still, you know, at, at any moment I realized, and I knew this going into it because I saw the state for what it was, um, that at any moment they can, they can charge me to do something that I'm not going to do because it, it violates God's law. And I have to suffer those consequences. It might be losing my career and I'm still navigating those waters. And 2020 was a time where fortunately in our area, we weren't charged. We weren't compelled to do a lot of the lockdown stuff and deal with the mass stuff. It was more was like silent disobedience, but you know, we had to stand up and say, I'm not going to do it. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I supervise people. I told them, I don't expect you to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, and we'll deal with the consequences. Fortunately, the consequences didn't happen, but it was still navigating those waters, right? Sure. Um, as far as how I feel about my occupation, it's God-given, you know? Government is an institution of God. It just needs to be in its proper place. So I like to think that um, being led by God to try to influence it, you know, in my little yeah. in my little sphere. But um, it's always in the back of my mind. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's hard for me to see it as like this long career like i'm gonna get to retirement i i honest i I don't know if it's smart but i don't even see retirement because i'm like i'm doing this as the lord leads me at any moment i might need to do something else so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at with it okay yeah understood well we'll get the uh, podcast going we'll get uh you know triple digit or a six-figure salary per year on the podcast and then you can exactly yeah then i can just bail out and we'll just (laughs) do this for a living right right yeah (laughs) I, I mean, if that's what uh, God wants, that'd be that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd uh, be epic for both of us, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate I get to work from home as it is uh, in my sales gig. So, um, if if the podcast thing works out, great. If it doesn't, I'm sure somebody needs something sold, and they'll let me, you know, hang out with the family <laughs> at home to do that. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm still navigating this podcast thing. Still trying to grow an audience. But even if it, if I could it could end up being something where you diversify your income even a little bit, you know, even if it would, it's a Patreon or a sub stack where maybe yeah. one day, like, even if it's a hundred bucks a month, like God be praised, you know, it's, you know, doing kingdom work and then getting paid for it a little bit. So, but we'll see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every little bit helps with inflation. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, I think, I think you and I would be aligned too, to say that even if the show changes one person's life, um, like your, your episode on how to become a man, show yourself a man, if that helps just one person to become better man or, or a husband or fix their relationships, get in shape. Um, that makes everything worth it. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what, uh, my IG page was started because of a previous project. Um, I'd published a book and needless to say, it hasn't sold very many copies, but, uh, well, what's I mean, it called? Let's, uh, let's do it. Yeah. It's well, it's called senior war song Christian. Okay. That's what, uh, senior war song Christian by Michael E. Winkleman. Um, but you know, I've gotten edifying messages from people in like Australia. They're like, Hey man, I read your book really helped me like follow God closer. And I'm like, you know, the money I invested in this, you know, even though I'm at a loss, it's uh praise be to God. It's, and it's, yeah. you know, built connections with other people. And like you said, it's all kingdom work. Yeah. Well, amen. 
for anyone listening, the cover art is fantastic. It's a scroll and uh, it's on Amazon. So go get yours. It's actually sold one P you've got it on amazon.com. I love it. Good to see yeah. you. <laughs> so we've, we've covered, we found out you have a book. I'm going to point everybody to it. We'll, uh, we'll get the word out on sing your war song, but I'm curious why you chose sing your war song as a title for, for the book, for the show, for the IG page. What's the thought there? Yeah, so the, the book came about because I, I had a dear friend that I grew up with. Um, we're both followers of Christ, but he he dealt with a lot of issues um, mentally, some trauma. And uh, he was in a dark place. And so I wrote this letter, letter meaning like, you know, 40 page letter, because um, I've always seen life, you know, I think biblically, this is true. But life is conflict, you know, you know, Paul tells Timothy, you know, wage the good warfare, fight the good fight. He, you know, he calls his brothers, fellow soldiers in Christ, like life is warfare on every level. And it's, it's most intense on the most intimate level, which is within us, you know, struggle. And um, so I've always kind of read scripture as far as like, how do I fight the daily fight to be to live victoriously in Christ? Because that's, you know, we can have these big grand ideas, um, this systematic theology, but if it's not applied daily, if we're not truly living righteously and you know um then it's empty we're just hypocrites so the daily fight's always been important for me because that's where that's where the the fire is hot as far as the fires of combat and so i wrote him this letter and um you know gave it to him and uh i mean he ended up being delivered from a lot of his darkness and he's a great success now him and his wife and his two beautiful kids but uh i had this letter i'm like hey maybe i can use this to better people um, and then I wrote 60, 60 devotionals to go along with it, just daily reading. So that's, that's really what the, the book is. And I've grown a lot, like I said, in my faith since then, there's nothing that's, that's biblically false in it by any means. I, I, I look at it now, I'm like, man, I could articulate the, a lot better, but Hey, that's, that's walking the faith. If I haven't grown in the last two or three years in my faith and knowledge of God, then I did something wrong, but, uh, it's a good measuring stick for you. Yeah. But seeing your war song, essentially what it means to me is um, it's, it's praising and worshiping God in the middle of the fight. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's that battle cry. It's that battle hymn as you, as you're marching in battle. It's uh, and it came about from reading Psalm 57, Psalm 59, but mainly Psalm 57 where uh, David talked, he's hiding in the cave from his enemies. And he talks about being surrounded by his enemies and they're like ravenous beasts, their teeth, their spears and arrows, their, their tongues, sharp swords, so it's this really dire circumstance. And he he says all this in the psalm and then immediately says, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. And he says, my heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. And that's, and then just this, this little, it's like he's singing his war song. I mean, he's in the middle of the fight. He's surrounded by enemies. But how, what, what is he doing? He's worshiping God. He worship is warfare. He's praising God, exalting God in the middle of the fight and i'm and it's like that's that's how you win that's how you win those daily fights you know when you're you're stressed out with work you're dealing with people you don't want to deal with all those little daily battles your kids are trying your patience whatever the situation is you sing your war song you sing your praise whether it's it's vocalized or it's within the mind and heart it's that it's worshiping god it's placing it's setting your eyes upon him rather than the circumstance it's setting your minds on on the uh, you know God and His objective truth that will not be moved. 
uh, despite, you know, and, and defeating your subjective feelings as you face the moment and thus walking in Christ. So that's where really where it came about. Sing, sing your war song. It's uh, it's worshiping God while you are in the middle, middle of the fight, singing your war song. I think that's very powerful. I'm, uh, I'm writing down the Psalm to that you referenced to go read. Yeah. Psalm 57. And then I would follow it up uh, with Psalm 59. Those are really the two. I love it. I think uh, some of those guys that we referenced on, on Instagram, some of those guys have found uh, an artist that sings the Psalms and that, so he's got Spotify full of songs where he's just singing, um, quoting Psalms. So I yeah. haven't checked it out yet. I mean, if you're talking about uh, Brian Suve, yeah, his music's yes. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Brian so Suve is incredible. Yeah, I'll have to look at it because um, it's you're the millionth person to to recommend it. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I just need to take the hint from God. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the time today. I, you know, I just had two final things for you, Mikey. We've covered your testimony, and I appreciate insight into how you create the show and, and sort of what you're hoping to do with it. Um, but today you and I had a collaborative post on Instagram regarding Easter. And I know that you were in the comments with, uh, with some people. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts as, uh, as we head into the Easter weekend, uh, you and I, this will post later this month, but, um, if you had any thoughts regarding its pagan origins or, or not, and, and anything you talked about today. Yeah. I mean, as far as like the, you know, the originating point of the post, as far as pagan origins, and I haven't done research i just know you know we celebrate the resurrection of christ and like a lot of holidays like i just kind of smirk when people claim these things because i'm like maybe you're right but christ conquered it because guess who we yep. celebrate now you know so <laughs> right. despite the origins of your holiday christ be praised and he has conquered it um but the uh, the conversation i was having because i couldn't help myself was just with a, a gentleman who seemed nice but he was um he was propagating pagan views on life and essentially saying Christianity is false because we're just, you know, trying to find meaning in life when really you find meaning. Um, you Essentially, what he's saying is you find meaning through your own personal experience. We're all gods. We're all autonomous. And through our experiences, we create our own reality in essence. And I pretty much used presuppositional thinking to say that's meaningless, that, that there, there's no sense to that there's no purpose to that. That's uh, there's there's no meaning to that at all. Um because it's not based in any sense of objective reality, any universal thing that connects us all. If we all can subjectively walk our own path, then then there is no good or evil. I my my path, if I want to be the god of war and rape and pillage, that's just as morally justified according to his presuppositional thinking than right. any other path. And then, you know, and we we went back and forth and um but then, you know, towards the end I said, "Hey, at the Based off your presuppositions, I'm just as right as you are. There's really no point to this argument from your perspective. If I can create my own reality, then my own reality is the Christian God, right? How how can you say I'm wrong if right. you're saying we're we're all right based off our own experience? Yeah. And it kind of did in there, but it was interesting. But it's a it's a way as a Christian. I mean, this is why I love presuppositional apologetics and thinking. It's it's going to the core, you know, in essence, you know, a presupposition. I'll wrap this up. I promise. No wrapping up. <laughs> no, good. Okay. Yeah, simple. Simple definition is it's it's what you hold as a basic assumption, and we all have. It's essentially a bias. If mm -hmm. if someone claims they don't have any bias, then they're just a shapeless noodle. 
they have no sense of principles and beliefs and and they're just geared to be molded by a tyrant you know they're 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 not going to lead anyone they're just going to be led so it's really getting to the core you know when when someone you know you speak to someone who maybe doesn't hold the biblical worldview and they say well we need to do what's right we go to the presupposition and say what do you base your right on what you know what what is your standard of right and wrong where do you get it and a lot of people they don't think that deep in today's society they'll say well that's how i was raised or through my own experiences and right away you're probably thinking uh there's some cracks in that way of thinking isn't there you know and at the end of the day it's because it's not true you know christ has formed an objective reality outside of us that is true based off his revelation of his word and of nature and we can't move that it's simply revealed to us by him and um you know a great quote from cornelius van till another big name really i read his um one of his books recently but he says either presuppose god and live or presuppose man is ultimate and die and that is that is what we confront a lost world with that is your choice so you are uh you are more adept than I am at recalling names, quotes, paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm encouraged to be a better student. And I appreciate well, it's, it's a lot of it's the podcast just being, you know, it's a, it's a lot of study just to make sure that because um, we're doing important work, you know, you and me. If if I am going to go out there and assert that I'm declaring the biblical Christian worldview, I better be dutiful in my task because the last thing I want to do is be a sloth and be lazy and end up declaring some heresy, you know, or some falsity. So, sure. you know, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's uh, like I said, that encourages me to, to do some more study as I present biblical concepts in a, in a solo episode. Um, so maybe I'll model the show after, after you, I'll get to an hour of presuppositional <laughs> apologetics and uh, I'll be better for it for sure. Hey, amen, brother. <laughs> the uh the newest thing that i started doing with guest episodes uh mikey is at the end ask you three questions uh so in a lot of my instagram posts you'll see you know get into scripture train your body physically and strengthen relationships with those around you so what are you doing this week to uh dive into scripture what are you reading what are you doing to train your body and how are you going to strengthen your relationships so this week i'm in uh my morning reading i'm in the book of luke um now with this weekend, I'm probably going to go, I'm, I'm through the gospels right now. Uh, you know, I went through Matthew, Mark, now I'm in Luke, but considering this is a pivotal week, uh, where we should be celebrating the uh, victorious resurrection of Christ every day, but, um, we all slack off and this is a week to get us back into it. So I will be, I will be in, in the passion week here coming up in the next couple few days. Yep. Uh, and then I'm reading Francis Schaefer right now. I don't know which one it is, but he's a great Christian thinker. Um, that's kind of my evening reading as I work on my next podcast. Sure. Training my body. Uh, um, I'm on night shift right now. I do rotating shift work, which is brutal. But yeah. uh, typically during night shift, I do more circuit training. Um, so a lot of sprints, a lot of running. I got a brute force sandbag and a sledgehammer and a tire and uh, All right. just do it doing a lot of those manly workouts and so you're doing man's work right there <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
doing that. And then uh, what was the third one? Building relationships. Yeah. How are you going to build your relationships or, or what do you have planned this week? Well, with my family, I know with nights, I tend to slack off on family worship. And so probably tomorrow I'll do some family worship. I think Saturday, I'm going to try to take my family into the mountain for uh, family breakfast. We're right along the Appalachian mountain train here. I can get into the mountains within 15 minutes. So, okay. <clears throat> and then, um, uh, just scheduled a, a get together with some uh, some Christian fellow Christian dudes um, group I have where we just get together whether we're in the Word just talking about life just edification accountability got that going on and then uh, last but certainly not least because it's never least we're going to church this Sunday baby All so right. we're gonna be worshiping with God's people I love it we'll be together yeah. in one spirit so you'll say uh, He's risen He, he is risen indeed. I love that. I love that. Uh, like you said, every day we should reflect on Christ's sacrifice and our salvation. Um, certainly needs some repenting, it seems, daily. Uh, but this weekend in particular is a, is a day for it. So glad to hear you guys are going to be surrounded by fellow Christians. Amen. But thank you, Mikey. Thanks for being on. Sing your war song. Everybody check it out. Buy the book. Uh, maybe I'll convince Mikey to make a shirt or something here soon. And uh, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. And with that, another guest episode is in the books. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to Mikey tell his tale. I certainly enjoyed getting to know him a bit better. Like I said at the beginning, it's a pleasure to be in such good company. Uh, Mikey and a couple of the other guest episodes we've had lately, those guys are great. Everybody's furthering God's kingdom um, through the social media thing, through the podcast thing. Um, I think Stoic Christian, he's got his blog as well going up and running. So go check out those. I do have a series in mind for some solo episodes coming up over Acts and the early church, uh, which is going to be fun. Um, I do have another guest, Thin Line Believers, uh, that page, the gentleman behind it, will be on. We're trying to figure out schedules right now with work and kids and softball and everything. Um, So we'll get that figured out and he'll be on here. But if you have a suggestion for a podcast guest, please let me know. The fun thing that I'm finding is that all you have to do is ask and people will tell you if they're interested or not to come on. Um, so that's been fun. Um, gotten some, some great conversation here uh, recorded and put out there for you all to consume and enjoy as well. But with that, please like, subscribe, follow all the things. It matters, um, as you know. Helps us to fight the algorithm, get the show and the Instagram page to the top of people's For You pages and just out there in general. Hopefully we can get some ears pointed towards Christ and focus on what matters most. The Saved.store, again, for the hat and all the good stuff that's going to be out there soon. Um, But yeah, things are going great. Thanks for all the love and support lately. Um, Hope you guys are doing well. With that, I love you. God loves you. We're all blessed. And don't forget that you are saved through Christ.